live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on July 27, 2015 to hit the internet on July 28, 2015. How is everyone? Summer is... Summer is almost halfway done, huh? You wouldn't know it today, though. It's one of those those muggy days where the sweat just sticks to your skin. Every crevice, every turn, it's there. And then you cool off, and it goes away knowing that you just have dried sweat to your skin. It's just a disgusting, disgusting day. And I guess it's supposed to get even worse the rest of this week here. I don't know if that goes for everyone, but here in uh, southern Connecticut, that's... That that's that's the feeling, and I'm feeling it right now. But I also have told you my studio setup here. Studio that being a room where I can't turn on the air conditioner or a fan because it will affect the quality of the podcast, not the actual words being spoken. I messed that up on my own. But I'm drinking this nice Don Ku rum, which you can only find. They say you can only find it in Puerto Rico, but I guess if you try hard enough here, you can find it. But nice smooth rum, been in the freezer, cooling me down. So. Maybe that'll make me uh, help me get through this podcast because I'm going to need some extra help because I'm going to try something new today, and that is I have absolutely no notes in front of me, nothing. I don't even have a topic, notes, nothing. That partly being because there's really not much to talk about, uh, sports-wise. I mean, I could come up with some other things to go over. I mean, there's some media news. Colin Cowherd no longer working for ESPN. That was a formality, but it happened a little quicker than. Uh, Maybe he or the rest of the public had anticipated, made some disparaging remarks about the country, the Dominican Republic. And I'm not going to do that thing. And I know some people maybe listening are saying, oh, this is the classic white guy routine where he comes in, defends the white guy in some sort of haphazard way. No, that's not going to happen. I will tell you what he was trying to say and why he was still wrong, even with his interpretation. Uh, Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons is also leaving ESPN. Mass Migration from ESPN. Well, not mass. Michael K is staying there, so I guess some people are happy. Some people are listen. Uh, what else is there to talk about? You know, the other thing I wanted to touch on, and it's not even really, it's kind of sports related, is what what a dumpster fire the 1980s are. They just they just lied to us. Everything, everything's just falling apart from the 1980s. If you fed a sold a bill of goods, fed the bill of goods too. Maybe you eat it. And it's all going to hell now. Bill Cosby, Hulk Hogan, the list goes on. We could talk about that. And I'll also talk about something. I will we'll end the, I hate ending the, well, we'll get to it. There's anniversary today. Uh, anniversary is the wrong word. Uh, but I'll get into that. A remembrance of a good person, a great friend, and uh, what July 27th means. But like I said, I have no notes. I'm sweating already. I know we already did this, but. All right, so let's get into a little bit with, uh, well, let's start with the Yankees, actually, because I don't want to get into it too much. I don't want to get into this. It was in the papers. July 27th, today is Alex Rodriguez's birthday, and if you've listened to the show before, I have made it quite clear, and I'm not going to repeat this. I'm not going to kick the dead horse, beat the dead horse. I'm like Mad Dog today. I'm like using cliches, but not using the right words with them. Uh... But Alex Rodriguez, and he, three home runs the other night. Three home runs, and he's having an amazing season. Again, I don't have the stats in front of me. I think it's 23 home runs, maybe, betting 277, something like that. Who, who could have expected this? 
Who could have expected this? I, I will tell you this. It doesn't change my opinion on him personally. Because let's think about this. I've never been a huge fan, but he's done every single thing right this year. He said every single thing right. So we got one two things. He's either been a phony the last 20 years or he's a phony now. Take your pick. But uh, what was I going to say? Jesus. That's why you need the notes. Good Lord, Brian. No. Uh, but I'll say this. Rooting for Alex Rodriguez, it's, it's a little difficult because, yeah, he's doing great. But I, I almost feel like what I used to hate. And what I mean by that is those fans in San Francisco, they used to cheer Barry Bonds. Every other park, he was booed unmercifully. And I used to look at them and say, wow, what a bunch of brainwashed zombies. They support that piece of garbage. But no one else likes him. Granted, A-Rod was probably never a big, as a big of a douchebag as Barry Bonds. And he's definitely turned whatever negative things... Uh, that that encircled him, he's removed those. He he doesn't show that sort of that that, that energy, that behavior. It's it's a more positive message that he brings upon, uh, you know brings to the table. It's his his presence. It's it just it reeks not reeks because reeks negative, right? It, it it just has a great oh boy, what am I saying? His presence is good. Boom, got it. All right. But how about those Yankees? How about they, they have the, uh, what I look at the standings today, they were the fourth best team in the majors. The New York Yankees. I still don't understand how they're scoring rounds at that lineup. Anyways, but uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, all of a sudden I'm getting excited for this team, which someone in me who roots for two teams, the New York Yankees and UConn men's basketball, I've seen nine championships in my life. You think I'd be a little more positive about my teams, but no, I am a pessimist. I am a downright miserable pessimist. Rarely say anything good, except maybe when they're hoisting that trophy and say, "All right, good job, Derek Jeter, uh, fist pump." You know, that, that's that's the extent of my celebration. But boy, what an old man take, huh? And how about this? All these goddamn players are having too many babies in the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah. It's another old man take. I don't need that paternity shit. What's next? A black president? Oh, let me guess. A woman right next, huh? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's get into the ESPN. Uh, Colin Cowherd last week was... He's not a baseball fan if you listen to the show. And he is an acquired taste. Uh, I've had to listen... I've heard people rave about him because he takes everyday situations and really relates them to sports. He's not a numbers guy. He's not a stats guy. He's not even really a, that much of a matchups guy. He he really likes taking things that happen in your life and other people's life and bringing them into the world of sports so it's an easier give and take or how you would take how you would look at a situation and this week like i said he he's not a huge fan of baseball and what he did this week was he compared he well he downgraded the complexity that people put with the game the strategy and this is what he said i mean the marlins put a general manager in their dugout people freaked out you know like oh it's baseball you don't think a general manager can manage like it's impossible the game is too complex. Like, I've never bought into that baseball is just too complex. Really? A third of the sport is from the Dominican Republic. Now, it cuts off right there. And sounds pretty damn bad. He's basically just calling out the anybody who's from the Dominican Republic. You're an idiot. Uh, you're not very smart. And 
the reason baseball is so easy is because you're so dumb. That's why you're so good at it. He does go on to say afterwards, uh, just remarking on his awareness of education in third world countries and how it's not uh, very good. It's, it's you know, third world countries. They, they A lot of the, the, the information, a lot of their, their services and resources are obviously not to those of a first world country. It is a lower grade. Now, I think what uh, the issue with what Colin Cowherd said, well, obviously he called out an entire country being brain dead. What he's trying to say, and his delivery was poor here, is that what he's looking at a large generalization, a large generalization of third world countries or countries comparable to third world countries, somewhat comparable, that they don't have the same education as other countries. It was delivered poorly, and it's just wrong, too. Uh, I think Colin Cowherd needs to understand that the United States, we're up there as one of the, we're a superpower. We're, we're, we're the land of the free. We're, we're everything. We tell the rest of the world that it's wonderful here and everyone strives to be. That's what we think, but that's the American point of view. But let's just say it is a developed country, obviously. You know how bad some of the schools are here? You know how stupid some of the Americans are here? My lord, have you gone to places like Walmart or or large amusement parks? Some of the dumbest looking, or even your own job, anybody, you, your family, things like that. I'm not saying my job or my family, so everyone back off, just calm down. I'm just saying in general. You know how stupid some people are? Just because they say that they're from a state in the United States doesn't mean that they're a smart person. And let's take it from the other side here. Not the direct neighbor in Haiti, but the other neighbor to the side of the Dominican Republic, that being Cuba, a third world country, has the highest literacy rate in the entire freaking world. 99-point-something percent. 99. I should have just said that. 99%. They have some of the best schools, the best education. Some of the best healthcare, because they are such great students that they learn these things. And they become great doctors and lawyers. Well, I don't know about lawyers. I shouldn't say that. It is a communist country. I don't know how great the lawyer market is there. I should back off on that one. Uh, but I think Colin made a large generalization there. And what ESPN did was you know, they, they fired him. They said, thanks, you're done. But let's look at it from the big picture. Cowherd was... Why do I have these headphones on? I can't even hear myself in these headphones, so why do I have them on? Just causing more sweat. So Cowherd, uh, he was going to Fox, Fox Sports. I'm not sure. Was it actually official? Yeah, it was official. But ESPN said, all right, well, you're going to stop working for us a little earlier and removed him. ESPN being holier than thou, slightly... They really don't take uh, some harsh reprimands on other people in their network, that being Stephen A. Smith, uh, domestic comments, or Skip Bayless has made comments too. They're, they're very small suspensions. You would think that if Colin Coward were staying there, he'd be getting a small suspension as well. But they got up on their soapbox and said, you don't work here anymore. Kind of phony. They did what had to be done. I'm not going to go crazy over it. Another person leaving... ESPN is Bill Simmons, and he's he's actually already been he already been done. No, he's already gone from ESPN. 
He wasn't doing anything. The podcast was shut down. He wasn't doing anything with Grantland. Grantland, I'll tell you, is a great, great site that Bill, Bill devised and got a collection of writers to put put together some great pieces, some really great pieces. I think they've gone a little Hollywood, honestly, and some of their uh, pieces, way too numbers-driven, way too much stats. I don't have time for that. I'm not a coach. I'm not looking at all these freaking, especially the baseball ones. They are the sabermetrician geeks of the world there. But some of their writing... Some of the writing on that site is amazing. It really is amazing. But Bill, Bill, uh, Bill made comments there, and ESPN didn't like it. That major one criticizing NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, and it's all about money. The ESPN is in a partnership with the NFL, and they don't want bad press about the commissioner of that league. Billions and billions of dollars. He's a liar. I'm just saying it. So he is Bill lying. Simmons, the sports guy, is now going to HBO. HBO Sports is going to be doing a weekly show, which should be interesting. Uh, I heard it was going to be a video podcast. I'm not a fan of that. I don't know what a video podcast really is. Uh, Is that a show? Is that what we're calling a video podcast? I don't like that term. I'm, I'm against it. I don't like it. It's funny, too, because when Bill, who is also the... I guess, what is he? The executive director of the 30 for 30 series on ESPN, which is amazing. Amazing documentaries. I'm absolutely mind-blowing. And, oh God, enough. I'm just looking at my phone. Uh, absolutely amazing. I said that, right? He, he, when he took over there, he said he was going to take HBO out. I'm taking them down. I'm taking them down. Because at the time, they were the, they were the forefront of sports documentaries. And they did a good job. I like the idea that Bill is going to go there. I keep saying Bill like I know him. Simmons is going to go there and create documentaries. That should be a lot of buzz. I like that a lot. And maybe get to express himself a little more. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the when he was with the NBA, uh, when he was on TV as an analyst doing the halftime and pregame shows. His whiny voice, like, I don't know. I was able to take him the voice on the podcast, but on TV, it was not the same. I don't know. It was just... It didn't do it for me. He has this like whiny little cigarette voice that I don't know. I don't know how to. I, I can't even do an impression of it. Yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Bill. C- That's terrible. But good luck to him. That should be interesting. And ESPN loses two major chips. Two major chips. I actually drove by. I was in Bristol yesterday. Wife and I were going to a brewery. And I haven't been to ESPN in a while, or, or driven by there. Man, that place is massive. It got so much bigger in the last, like, ten years. Huge. ESPN is huge. Breaking news, Red Ticket Blues podcast. But, wow, I, I, I was taken back. I said, holy Christ, this place used to be so much smaller. And this is, again, this is just a, maybe like 15 years ago. It's called Money, Brian. Money makes the world go around. Uh, moving on. I'm from the future. There's an easy way to make jello instant pudding. Well, you know me, Gene, we really don't know what we're dealing with here. I had a great little back and forth on Twitter um, this week with the great Simon from Yonkers. And we were talking about, well, he brought it up how it's it's funny. Like, you look at a movie like Back to the Future and when Marty went back to 1955 and told Doc about all the crazy stuff that was going on in 1985 and that he was from, he was from the future and he told him Ronald Reagan is the president, you know, when he was an actor in the 50s. Uh, 
it just he also brought to the front you know putting in a situation where let's say someone was coming we were going to 1985 and all the things that have changed in our life here most recently hulk hogan hulkamaniac take your vitamins say your prayers brother He's a racist now. I still don't understand this video thing. No one's actually seen the video. It's like the Des Bryant video. It's very elusive. We all know about it. We're outraged, but we haven't seen it. Uh, I guess there's been some transcripts of it, throwing the N-word around, and it wasn't just, uh, it was ER, it wasn't A. So, you know, and he said it several, several, several times. Uh, and the same vernacular saying, I'm not racist, but, dude, you throw the ER around, got a problem. Look at him now. He's disgraced. He's removed from the WWE website, which is kind of funny because if you know anything about the WWE, they are not the best race relations in the world. Not the best race relations in the world. You notice they always only had about one or two black guys. It was always strange. Always strange. I mean, Virgil was basically a slave for... He was for the Million Dollar Man. He just did things. He was an indentured servant. I mean, not slave indentured servant i mean it was it was pretty uh demeaning even at the time i said this doesn't look right i don't know anyways what else bill cosby bill cosby america's favorite dad look at him now he's a rapist a rapist who doesn't talk you got hulk hogan talking too much bill cosby he 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 won't say anything he just loves giving people quaaludes and doing god knows what after but he won't acknowledge them Meaning his silence is outrageously deafening. Outrageously deafening to the public. So there you go. There's two. Uh, Who was the... Well, this was more the 70s, I guess. 70s and 80s. The USA Olympic hero, Bruce Jenner, is now a woman. Imagine if we went back to 1985 and said, Listen, this guy, this guy's winning all these medals, this sex symbol, this this good-looking man. He's a woman now. He's He's a woman yeah, he wears a dress. He 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 has his own show. He changed his name. It's Caitlyn. No, 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 no more running. It's posing and photo shoots, documentaries, exposés. There's somebody running for president right now who was a real estate tycoon and sort of just a lovable media whore. Donald Trump, he's winning in the Republican vote right now. I really hope that drops off because that's scary. You know, it's. I said this before. He's funny, you know, to a certain extent. And he said the thing about Mexico. And now he said about John John uh, McCain. He's not a good. He's not a war hero because he was captured. I mean, what is he? He must hate Memorial Day because those guys all died. He he must hate Memorial Day because those guys are nothing. They didn't. They, come on, they didn't even live. They can't even live. <sighs> Imagine all that. And if you go into the 90s, and this is, again, I don't mean to steal this bit from Simon from Yonkers, but we were having this conversation. And think about the 90s. So this guy, he was a football player, and he uh, he was in a lot of movies. He's in car, car rental commercials. O.J. Simpson, yeah, he's a fun-loving guy. Yeah, he murdered his wife. Yep, he murdered his wife, and, you know, her friend, yeah, killed him. Killed him with a, with a knife, stabbed him to death. And then he went to court, and he got off. How about that? And his lawyer, his lawyer, um, his one of his lawyers, Robert Kardashian, well, his daughter had a sex tape 
with uh, Brandy, the singer's brother. And now she's really famous. She's like the most famous person ever. Her like family, they're <laughs> the words of Simon. They're, they're like the first family now. They're like royalty. The Kardashians. So yeah, OJ killed his lawyer's daughter had sex with a guy on a video which made them famous and now they determine trends. They are stories when they do nothing. When they walk out of their house, that is a story. Like Russell Dowerper with George. That's a show! So think about the 80s. Think about how much has just changed. That's just a small snippet of what's changed since then. You know, I said this is going to be abbreviated podcast. I'm about 20-something already. But I will end the podcast. And, and I didn't want to do it on a, a, a somber note. But um, like I said, I don't want to use the word anniversary. Because I associate the word anniversary with good things. And this is most certainly not a good thing. It's ironic. I have my rum here on a on a uh, coaster from Key West. One of my last times hanging out with this guy. My great friend... Steve Heck uh, passed away July 27th, 2012. That's three years ago today. By the time you're listening to this, it'll probably already be past July 27th. And I miss him like crazy. Um, He's 31 years old. Passed away unexpectedly. Two weeks before his wedding. And I don't know what to say. Um, I mean, this is the kind of guy he was. Like, this is how stupid we were. I mean, I knew this guy since I was eight years old. And here, here's an example. We went to Great Adventure once in New Jersey with his parents. And we had the whole park, you know. We had the whole park. It was a nice day and there weren't even that many people. We did a bunch of rides. But we went to uh, the pool there. Not the pool to swim in, but the pool where they did, like, shows. Like a high diving competition. And what Steve and I did, we went to a few showings of this to learn the routine. Not to go swim, but to ruin the show. Yes, ruin this. So here's an example. So they'd come out, and these clowns, and they're like, oh, we got to do something. We got to get this crowd going. And then another clown would say, well, what are you going to do? And then they all yell, get people wet. So then Steve and I, when they say, well, what are you going to do? We'd stand up in this, not, I don't know, amphitheater is the wrong thing because it was outside. But I guess it was, amphitheater can be outside, right? Yeah. It wasn't that big. You know what I'm talking about. And we would get up and say, get people wet. And everyone would turn to us and would ruin the gag. And there were like five or six gags that we ruined over. We went to like three or four shows. No shit. Three or four shows. What the hell is wrong with us? What would, I mean, I don't know. Steve and I, we shared a lot of things. Um, we shared a love of baseball that we, they, we, he was a Red Sox fan. I was a Yankee fan. We, we always used to butt heads about that. We, we united with UConn basketball and, you know, Steve was the life of the party and always out, always putting on a show for people. I was a little more reserved and, you know, every big UConn game though, we watched together. Every game, it was weird. You know, come here, go have a party here. Nah. You know, we were together just watching it. Or or if we weren't watching it together, <laughs> you call each other at halftime. Like, all right, listen, they got to stop them at half court. Things like that, like we were the fucking coach or something. I remember we watched the UConn men's. And the only, I, was, I was mad at them in 1999 when UConn won the championship. 
uh, we were roommates at Southern Connecticut State University, and he promised to punch uh, Galazzo in the face. Now, Galazzo was a kid who upstairs where we didn't really like him, but we remember freshman year in college, you didn't really, you know, there were people you hung around with that you didn't really like. You're just sort of the people that you met in the beginning that they hung around and eventually you just sort of lost them. He was hard to lose. Uh, and he sort of just walked in the room, would eat the food. And, you know, Steve said, I think probably halfway through the first half, he said, if, if UConn wins, I'm punching Galazzo in the face. And I said, I want them to win for so many reasons, but put that one near the top. I'd love to see that. And they beat Duke, nine and a half point favorite, Duke. And he didn't punch Glazo in the face, so I was pissed with that. But just watching the game with him like that, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It, it made that that first championship for UConn even better. And you know the, the silliness continued. And I won't make this a whole freaking thing, but um, he, he, I think he was the creator of this game. This, as we were older, this game called Bar Golf. Uh, bar Golf was you got two teams, then you got four people each. You had a caddy, which was a designated driver. And what we would do is we had 18 bars that we were going to go to. And in each bar, there was a designated drink that everyone on the team had to drink. I don't know if we actually set up pars, but let's say you go to the first bar and the drink was Coors Light. So everyone on both teams ordered a Coors Light. And then, <laughs> then it was how many sips you could drink it and down it. So if I down my Coors Light in three sips, three chugs, I got a three for that. And then we, you know, tallied it up for that team. And that was our score. So, yeah, we basically would go from bar to bar, order one drink, pound them, leave, go to the next bar, pound them, drink. And this went on for 18. I don't even... Did we finish 18? I don't even... I remember I took my shirt off at one point at some bar. I'm not sure why probably not even relevant but that was just this he thought that was a great idea and you know it was a terrible idea and he sold me i mean part of that has to do with being young but that part of it has to do with being him and i miss him like crazy um there are a lot of things when we were roommates at uh southern connecticut that we we indulged in (laughs) i didn't mean it like that uh we indulged in uh a lot of drinking a lot, of, a lot of fun, a lot of movies, a lot of great movies. Just the same, you know, those random nights in college when there really is no party and nothing's going on, those movies over and over again, like Major League, oh God, all those other ones. Revenge of the Nerds, those are those all classics. So. I miss Steve a lot, and I, I wrote a story three years ago on Bleacher Report, which basically prostituting myself prostituting myself for no money i got tired eventually of writing like you know top 10 reasons ichiro is a better center fielder than whoever you know tory hunter just got to be demeaning Uh, i wrote a story there but i I actually put it on my blog on redticketblues.com and it gets into more of that just about what great guy was so Boy, what a somber podcast. If Steve were here, he'd tell me to shut the fuck up and stop being a baby. So I'm going to do that. So you can listen to the show, redticketblues.com. 
Uh, I've been writing more uh, articles lately, so if you want to check that out, redticketblues.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at BrianBuck13. And if you uh, if there's other venues you want to listen to the podcast, it's on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and YouTube. And uh, I'll say this. This one's for you, Steve. I'm out of here. Yeah.